you never fought Oscar De La Hoya. Um, is that one of the things, and I I know it's difficult for a lot of athletes to even hold any sort of regret in any form, but is there some, is there some form of regret that you two never got it on? I would have loved to fight him. You know, I want, I wanted to fight him. So it wasn't, it wasn't that I didn't want to fight him. It was more, you know, he didn't want to fight me, uh, when it came to, you know, the standpoint where we was able to fight each other in our careers, he, he chose to go another path with uh, fighting Manny Pacquiao, and you know we see how that turned out. So, you know, I would have loved to fight him. I thought I think it would have been a great fight. I think the fans would have loved it, and you know, wish it could happen. If I can, just a quick follow up, Britt. Um, I would have loved to have seen it. I know many would have loved to have seen it. You probably had the edge though, right? Because the guys that he lost to, you defeated. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, their styles make fights. It, I, I, I thought it would have been a very good fight. You know what I'm saying? I always liked Oscar. Uh, it was just more of, you know, I I, I thought we, we we would be able to get the fans what they wanted to see, especially at that time, because we both were, were were in our prime or we both were what were, were the fans wanted to see, but, you know, it never happened. Man. So, Winky, you know, we don't, we know we don't have that much time time with you. So, we're going to come with the, we're coming with the heat. <laughs> So I hope you don't mind. Yeah, I don't you, mind. It's all good. Thank you always you. had you always had good defense in the ring. So I'm <laughs> sure you're gonna be able to stand up to some of these questions. Hey, I do um, whatever you want, man. Go ahead. Th- th- this is this is not too too bad of a question, man. You know, and, and it kind of is a good segue from the question that Rick just asked. You know, we would have loved to have seen you grace the ring. You know, with 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 the likes of Oscar De La Hoya. But you did have a, a really, really good record, man. And you fought a who's who of yeah. very talented people in their prime when you were in your prime. If you were in your prime today, who would you be calling out, Winky? I got to know. Because listen, you were never shy about getting on the mic That's and true. calling out the fighters that you wanted to fight. Who today, if you were in your prime, would you be calling out? Well, for me, you know, when... when as back when I was fighting, it was more about, you know, you beating the best, you know, it was, it was, it was about, it wasn't so much about saying that I got an undefeated record. It was just that, you know, I wanted to be the best. I wanted people to see Winky Wright was the best junior middleweight at that time. And that's what, that's what it was about. So you see Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagen, all these people fought and de- 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 determine who was the best. And that's what I wanted. So for me, I just wanted to fight whoever was, whoever was the best, whoever was in that weight class and thought they was a champion or thought they was better than me, let's fight. And that's what I did. If I was to fight in this era, you know, you got you got some really strong fighters, you know, at my weight. Like I said, you got uh, Charlo. Charlo, he the man at 154. So, you know, for me, just because I would have been like, you know, I think I'm the man, he think he the man, and the best supposed to fight. And that's what the fans want to see. You know, it's not it's nothing about, you know, you know, taken away from him because I think Charlo is a great fighter. I, mm-hmm. I love watching him fight. I love his intensity. I love his 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 ang- his anger in the ring. Him and his brother, they 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 get mad at everything. You know what I mean? So you never know what you're gonna find with them. So I, I like both. Of the, I like both of them. So. And um, who do you think would have won between the two of you? Oh, it'd be a good fight. Like like I said, Charlo is a hell of a fighter. He got a good good power, good good speed, good punches. Uh, you know. In my in my time in my prime, it was more like you know I had I have a great jab, I have great defense, I have great body shots, and it, it's just a it's just you know styles make fights, and you know I want to see them. Like I say, I never 
a never knock another fighter for what he do or how he do it or, or, or talk bad about him. I, I think it would be great fights. And, you know, if that time, in our time, if that would happen, it would be a great fight. You know, we, we never know. Britton mentioned your defense. How did you train to become one of the better defensive fighters we've ever seen? <laughs> it was it wasn't so much that I trained like that. Uh, it was it, it, that that happened on a uh, accident. You know, if people know my career before uh, before uh, Fernando Vargas fight, I was a slick boxer. I stick and move, jab, you know, dance around the ring, don't get touched. But you know, Vargas kind of brought that out of me. Uh, you know, in the press conference before I fight, talking a lot of trash and this and that, and it. Just that the day of the fight, walking into the ring, I guess I just changed. I, I never practiced that style wow. while training. We just, I just did it, you know, just spur the moment. You know, when the ring, my mindset was, my coach was like, we box, we boxing. My mindset was, I'm going to hurt him, I'm going to hurt him. So it was just yes. like, take the fight to him, man. That, 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 that's when that style was born right then. So interesting that you bring up the Fernando Vargas fight because that was a fight that when you go back and watch was a very debatable decision. Mm -hmm. And I felt like you were that fight for, if you would have won that fight, it would have catapulted you earlier into success. Um, then perhaps you, you found success and yeah. eventually you did find it. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm glad you said that because I'm, I'm, I'm you know, at first I were, I was like that. I was upset about, you know, not getting the decision and, you know, you know, thinking, man, I got to go back to the drawing board. I got to go back and train hard, beat beat all these fights. Because back then, you know, for me, every title shot I had, got, I had to be number one contender. If nobody never called me out and said, yo, I'm going to give you a title shot, it was more like I had to be the number one contender and I had to beat them. So, you know what I'm saying? So I had to earn my way back to the number one position. But, you know, God got what God got for you. Can't nobody take away. You know what I'm saying? People say that all the time. And I, I looked at it as, you know, it was a setback, but it was a setback for a major comeback. You know, and that's what was. I, 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 I took a step back. I, I learned a little bit more. I understood the game a little bit better. And then, you know, I applied what I learned and, and, and took it to the next level. And, and at one time, you know, at 54, I dominated. You know, I never lost my belts at 54. I gave them up to move up to be undisputed junior, uh, the middleweight too. So I would have been undisputed, uh, undisputed junior middleweight and undisputed middleweight at the same time if I had got the decision with, uh, with uh, Jermaine Teller, which I beat him, you know what I'm saying? But it, 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 it is what it is. You know, like I said, God don't make mistakes. And, you know, a lot of times fighters can be, you know, have a have a, uh, have a a hard time with a decision. But if you really think about it, sometimes things happen for a reason and, and it allows you to grow. And I think that's what it did allow me to grow. I was upset. I had a few more fights and this and that. It was just more time for me just to do what I had to do and then get out of the game because, you know, as we all know, you know, boxing is it's not a not a game. It's a, it's a sport that that can hurt you. And if mm -hmm. you stay in that game too long or this sport too long, you can you can lose a lot of things, a lot of motor skills, a lot of things. So, you know, I, I want to get out of the game and be able to still, you know, experience the rest of my life. You know, I mean, I was young. I was boxing. I was professional for like 20 years, 22 years. So I'm, I'm curious because I'm glad you brought up the Jermaine Taylor fight. And I'm not just saying this because you're on here. I truly thought that you did win. It was close, but I did have you winning a decision. Lou DiBella at the time about a rematch told seconds out that if, as in you, if he wanted the fight, the fight was always there. He turned yeah. down 5 million. We weren't taking all the money. I did see that there was a disagreement about the money. 
Um, See, that's that's what they so 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 you know they always try to make me the the, the villain. You know, if you if you they talk about Winky right, oh he was a hard fighter to deal with for the money. He was a hard fighter to do this. Listen, man, I was never the hard. I was the one that wanted to fight. They never wanted to fight, so that's why they brought money into it. Mm-hmm. They try to play well, you know. So okay, so for 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 the rematch with him, they didn't offer me no five million. They they was like, you know. They want to offer me like a million and a half. I'm like, y'all crazy. I just beat them. Now you gonna offer me? Come on, man. Of course I want to be matched, but y'all don't want to give it to me. So what you gonna do? You gonna tell me one number and put another number in the press, and then because y'all got media and everybody behind y'all, y'all got the, these people repping y'all that that can put out the narrative that you want people to uh, to hear, and that's what it is. People believe that you know Winky Bite was this Winky Bite. No, nah, man. I, every fight that was made. For big time for me, I always took the shorter end of the stick just to make the fight. Shane Mosley, I, I knew Shane was giving me a great opportunity, yep. and I knew that you know I had to do this. My attorney took the fight before I even knew it. <laughs> he made the deal. He was like, "Listen, you fighting? That's that man. You know, you're only making this amount, but don't worry about it. you win. You're gonna make. You're gonna. It's gonna change your life, and, and that's what we did. So you know, people always look at it and, and, and think that I'm a tough guy to deal with, but I'm not. I'm the one that want, want the fights. With the chatter of the numbers are wrong with what the public is hearing, knowing that you took the shorter end of the stick and knowing the truth of the situation, yeah, seeing the politics of what goes into the sport, it has to be frustrating for someone like you who you said has basically sacrificed in order to make these fights. So when you're seeing people put out wrong statements and false statements, how exactly do you process that in order to keep going in your career? Uh, well, you know, you just want to prove, you want to prove all the naysayers wrong. You want to, you want to show your fans that they, they are right to be behind you and the people that's going against you, they chose the wrong team. And that's mainly what it was for me. It was, it was about, you know, I never listen. I never thought I'd be a professional fighter. I never thought I'd be a Hall of Fame boxer. Come on, it was. I'm a light skinned kid from Washington D.C. Just you know, I just love the box. I love the fight. I used to love the fight. I love the box. I love watching Sugar Ray Leonard when I was growing up, and it was just him, Fernell Whitaker, that kind of style. I just love that style, and boxing was just always something in me. I never did it until I I started boxing when I was 16. Right, I'll just I'm gonna tell you just a story. A lot of people may not know. So I started boxing when I was 16. I moved to Florida when I was 16. I started boxing. So when I started boxing, you know, it was it was the year where the 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 Olympics was coming with 92 Olympics with Oscar and all them was in it, right? So you know, I just started boxing. So this 88. So the Olympics in 92. So I started boxing in 88. So in 90, I won the U.S. Olympic gold medal, right? So that that was the like the the top the top four to six fighters in your weight class, they had a, uh, it was, it was, it was a box off. So you had East, West, uh, North and South. So I won the gold medal. I beat the number one and I beat the number four guy. So by that happening, I'm thinking, you know, I would have my chance to go to the Goodwill Games because that was Goodwill Games was coming next. So, you know, but they, everybody else who won, they tell, okay, yeah, we, y'all going to go to the Goodwill Game box off. So I'm like, where my invitation? I, I you know, what's up? Uh, well, you know, you ain't you ain't been fighting that long. You got a much experience, but I had overseas experience. I went overseas and fought a few times, fought in different countries. But they're like, well, you can't. I'm like, well, listen, if I beat these guys, don't I still? I don't I get to go to the box office or something? So that's when I, I realized that boxing, you know, was a was a, was a business. Boxing was more about you know who you know, 
uh, if you got the right people behind you, the right people pushing you, and it just it just frustrated me. It frustrated me. So then, so right after that, I, I said I'm done with boxing. I, I was I was done because like I said, I was just doing it for the fun of. It. I love the box. I was done for the fun of. It. And then I went home. God told me, listen, I want you to turn professional. I pay you every week, and I and I and I pay you when you fight if you want to turn professional. I was like, you gonna give me money to, to do what I love to do? <laughs> uh, not not knowing it was it was small money, but it it was something that gave me a drive to want to do something. You know what I'm saying? Wanted to see at that young age, because at that age I was just you know having fun, hanging out with girls, doing this, you know. But this gave me a purpose, so I did it, and then you know the rest is history. You know. Hey, it's Rick. We just want to give a special thank you for supporting our show and our vision on the world of boxing. Now don't be like Curtis Harper and show up without contributing, y'all. Drop us a follow. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. Tell us how awesome and handsome we are if you want to. And let's build this great community from the ground up. We love you and appreciate you. See you next time.